From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the Power Move with John Gafford. Back again. Back again, back again for another episode of the Power Move. I'm your host. My name is John Gafford. To my left is Colt El Scorcho. I like that one. How's that? Well, you said Jesus. You're like, oh, I got a a new nickname. I thought you were going to call me Jesus. Yeah, I just, when people are walking up to you asking you if you're from Bulgaria, I think we may have played it out too long. I think it's a Bulgarian mongoose. And they just hit me Bulgaria like a bolt of lightning. Is. El Scorcho. I love it. I think I, I think should have worn my hat. Yeah, you should. Trying to get me you, killed. You should have. Sounds well, like well, a WWE wrestler. It, it is. <laughs> Colt El Scorcho Amadan. It, cha- it was supposed to change every yeah, week, was, by the way. But we just got stuck on. on we the, got stuck. So you got stuck. He was the polo assassin. I tried. Yeah. I tried. You did try. I tried. You did try. Well, <laughs> for, never, ne- never lacking, never lacking for a nickname across from us is also the counselor. How are you, Dr. Connell? Very good. Very good. Doctor and of law. In the studio with us today is uh, Tommy Battaglia. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Tommy is our guest today that is, has, a, has, has a little biz that's been doing pretty well. We want to talk about some insights with that. So we're going to bring him on. But we're going to get back to you in a second, Tommy, because there's lots of stuff to unpack. Good. So, so first of all, trapped on a cruise ship. Holy shit balls, man. Told you I, uh, not to go. You did. You did tell me not <laughs> to go. You did tell me not to guys. go. And, and I've, got to, I've come to the conclusion with cruises, which is there are like how many days you should be on a cruise ship. And if you're if, if, if it's like a four day like cruise four ship days too much you're good no no if it's like four days you're good you're cruising around you know you're doing the water slides you're you know you're, you're playing the bingo you're watching the the comedian you're doing what you're doing right the problem is is when you're on a four-day cruise ship for seven days and that's when you're walking around and people are just sitting there playing cards with each other and like looking like everybody's looking at their watch a little bit like hey what time we get off this but at one of the stops i was not aware of this colt at one of the stops was in Mazatlan, and we went to a uh, place called Stone Island, and it's your standard, you know, sit at the at the beach place, water in the toes with the Corona in your hand, and then the, the you know the, the the people come and just hawk wares as you go along. I was not aware that they sell Mexican cartel uh, like hats memorabilia mm-hmm. as they would like baseball teams here in the states oh yeah yeah that's very and, and me be careful know, yeah I, I didn't i didn't take my i didn't take a hat so i was like man i need a, I need a baseball hat and this dude had like one yankees hat and i was like oh man if you could find me like an angel's hat or you can find me like raiders you find me something for vegas i'll buy it and the guy oh i'll be right back senor so he runs down the beach and comes back and he's gotten i found it hey hey and i'm like no that's a diamondbacks hat dude i'm not <laughs> not buying that one then he's like oh takes off again and he comes back and now he's got like something else that didn't make any sense. And I was like, no. And he comes back. He's like, senor, I can't find anything. Now I feel bad because the guys run up and down the beach. So I'm like, all right. So I'm looking at all of the cartel merchandise. Can, I, got. can I take an El Chapo? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, he had it. He had like they straight yeah. had El Chapo merch, right? So I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, which one of these cart, you know, which cartel is Colt root for? I don't know. Papi I don't know Chuli. Colt that well. So I went with the Sonola hat, which apparently is going to get no. him killed. No, you, you shouldn't have done killed. that. I, can't, I don't know. Killed. No, la juntas. La well, juntas the, is. Well, 
his team. He's well, cheers is, for La Junta. Well, this is what I thought. I don't cheer for anybody. I don't need to end up dead. <laughs> no, no, Everybody no. knows that no, no, I, he I also, smoke uh, cigars. I love no, no. Mexico. Rest, and, yeah, as, uh, he, as a he, whole, well, I support I just, everybody. He also I just, represents I just, the Eastside Crips. So yeah, that's if, just, if, I, I don't any know. Any bloods I, out there that find that objectionable. So if I know. So so if you're listening to this, and I think we're I think we're simulcast in in Mexico. I believe we are. If you're listening to this and you see Colt in the Sonola hat, understand he's wearing it not so much for supporting your cartel, but because it was a gift, it would hurt it, my feelings if he did not. It was $10, the cheapest hat they had. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was. It was the cheapest hat they had. We, we, we went with that. Yeah, he's trying to get me killed out here. I'll, I'll, I'll trade you a Papi Chulo uh, okay. extra small for small your for large it, El Chapo. <laughs> Go right for the... Go no, ahead. I'm like, because they had like, the, I think the hat said J... JGL on them. Yeah, the Junta's Guard National, like whatever. Yeah, I said, what? Yeah. And they said, oh, and the guy's like, you know how El Chapo is? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't know he had merch. Oh, wasn't, right then. wasn't What's aware. What's yeah. the uh, seven? They got like a area code to, not that they uh, rep to. You don't want to be caught in that either. There's yeah, a lot of stuff. You got to be careful. It's pretty I, yeah. much he gave me a blood hat, making me <laughs> walk down a Crips. Uh, like I said, I, well, here's but here's are you gonna get shanked from like random people or is this like a, your wife is gonna like shank you when you go home? Probably both. No, okay. the, just All the right. bloods. The dogs will get you. Just <laughs> the dogs. The dogs will get you. All right. Well, so, we're so, so that, an informational so, uh, gang uh, gangland. Yeah, yeah, that was literally the highlight of the cruise, which is there. But I you told know, you not to go. I don't know why you go on cruises. Yeah, well, you know, worst I, thing I, ever. I told my wife I'm retired. I, well, here's the thing though, man. It's not. If it was just me, and I hate to say this because I love my family, I love my kids, and if it was just me and my wife, it would have been okay because we, you know, I'm fine to do nothing sometimes, and just because we're doing so much all the time. But it was a kid's spring break, and it's kind of what they wanted to do, and they were like looking at me like, "What do we do now? What do we do now? What do we do now? Yeah, dance, monkey, dance." And I'm like, I'm exhausted. Like I don't want to. I don't want to try to figure out where we're going next or this or that. And it's it was just it was a lot. Tommy like cruises because. Yeah, I love cruises. Yeah, been yeah. going on cruises oh, for a long time. Been on about nine or ten of them. Gee, yeah, really? I've never been on one. They've probably been on never about forty cruises. My parents really? They really? love it. They love it, dude. They love it. Well, he, this was the thing that was terrifying. This once. was the thing that was terrifying to no. me. As we're as never. the last night at dinner, right? We're at dinner the last night, and the, and the cruise director is like, "Thank you, everyone, for coming on Royal Caribbean." Blah 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 blah. How many of you will be continue sailing with us tomorrow? And it, and it was like, hey! I'm like, where are they going to go? You're staying on this boat? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I'm. I you can't, can't retire. Wait to Have get you seen off. the guy that's retired and just living on the boat? And that's all he does. One of my clients. Who are we talking to now? This is going to bother me. They paid. Oh, it was a friend of ours. I don't know if you know um, the Coutures. One of their friends. Wait, wait, wait! You just dropped that name. No, no. <laughs> Emily Couture. <laughs> one of her good friends. I don't, I don't know if you. Friends. I don't know if you know them, but the Kennedys. No, the no. Kennedy family. Yeah. Yeah, I found out I come from Kennedy bloodline. So do I. But old in Ireland. All right, go ahead. Um, no, so so. We were talking to one of one of uh, uh, her friends at her baby shower, and uh, she says, she's like, oh, my parents, blah, 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 I've been driving their EV. I don't know when the hell they're going to come back because they went on a four-month cruise. It was $120,000. Now, see, here's the thing. Okay, back up. Okay, back up. Let's talk about that. Because they do have like a cruise ship that's like a year cruise or something, but you go to 129 countries, so you're getting off of that thing almost every day. Oh, like but that's so I mean, you still got to get back on. Let's say yeah. you don't like it. Let's say you didn't like it. Or yeah, you're, you're stuck committed. with a lot of horrible I, people. It's either you're stuck with a bunch of hot babes yeah. or you're not. I guess they're extending by three months. Ah, 
Well, I think, but I don't think that's your first cruise. I don't think you're like, you know, <laughs> you know, we should try this out. Let's go on this 365 day jaunt. Let's do that. I mean, that I, sounds <laughs> miserable. Like absolute. I'd rather watch a Tom Hanks movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? How do you feel I, about Tom Hanks? I, yeah, Tom? I got sucked in this morning into one of the ranker things, and it was talking about Tom Hanks, and it was things you didn't know about Castaway. And I'm like, look, at, I was expecting like 10, 9, 8, 7, 4. Colt Amanon hates this movie. That's <laughs> what I expected to see in there. And, and I didn't. And it was a, uh, yeah, I'll send, I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link. I can't believe that movie made money. I'm telling you guys, we should be in the film industry. Tommy, uh, Colt <laughs> despises, doesn't just dislike. Oh, I can hear it in Tom, his voice. Tom yeah. Hanks. You like Tom Hanks? You think you. It's got good movies. I enjoy a lot of yeah. his films. I was thinking about. I don't what? think Castaway was one of the best ones. Yeah, Name one good one. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan. Great. <sighs> the only thing oh came God. from that is the knockoff porn. Dude, the only thing good. Bachelor Party. No, that's Saving Ryan's Private. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> different <laughs> movie. It's a different, whole different thing. <laughs> oh man! Well, there you go. Um, yeah, I was watching. It's funny. Did you guys see the Ben Shapiro kind of uh, kind of hub off? About the Oscars when he was like, nobody will ever watch this movie again. Did you see this? The, the everywhere, every now, that thing? Oh, everything. Have you watched it? One I of the it. worst movies I've ever seen. Holy smokes. What it was it? difficult to watch. I watched it over it the was, weekend on, H, on on the old HBO there. And it was hard to watch, man. It was like, what in the absolute is going hell on. is going on yeah. in this movie? Yeah. My wife's Korean and she absolutely loved it. And I think that's where we're like both lost. I'm like, do we? Is, there some, is it like oh, a culturally? Is that, that, Asian, is that uh, when data won? It's no, a, it, it, it is. It, it's it, a big no, Asian thing. It, it is. Sure. But it, but I think I think it's an Asian thing just because it stars a bunch of Asian folks. I think the whole premise of the multiverse cracking and all of these things happening in different alternate dimensions and it's the same scene. It's conception kind of or something? It was really hard way to watch. beyond that. Yeah. Really, really hard to watch. But I but I, you watch what he said. Won an Oscar or something? Because I did. have not a clue what it, it yeah. did, but he was talking about if you look at the movies that win best movie every year, nobody ever goes back and watches them again. They're like they're movies that Step Brother should have won. Yeah, like God forbid, God forbid, Titanic, right? Not, no, he says in the last fifteen years. Oh. What he's talking about, and he was naming off the movies, and you're like, yeah, get wouldn't even see that. Like John, pull him up. What are the last fifteen? Colt, you're gonna have to do best winning films before we get to Tommy. I get because I I want to see how how legitimate. I no, feel this. Yeah, no, no. In, in some of them, you're right. There's a there, the one of them I it know that I have watched true. again was the Green Book. I have watched that movie again. Never. Heard I have. Of it. I thought it was a good movie, but it's like one of them was Particle, that Korean movie about you know the contagions. Was oh, okay. That one best the, picture. The one best picture. Yes. I haven't watched the Oscars in. Yeah, one of them was like the Shape of something. Water. Yeah, like when she fell in love with the alien fish or something. I, I watched Green the book. award shows yeah, for. Yeah, read, uh, read them off. Cole. Read them off, buddy. Read them off. Uh, Coda? Nope. Don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, shit. They just, okay. Parasite? Don't nope. know what that yeah, is. That's what Green Book? Don't know what it is. Shape of Water? Terrible. Horrible sounding. Moonlight? Don't know. No. Spotlight? Don't know. Nope. This one I'll give it. Birdman? Even though I never watched it. But you haven't liked watched, it. You haven't watched it again. No. You watched it once. There is one on here that I will say. What? Probably no. There's we'll there's all. a couple. We're hey, going. Read them. Keep Spotlight. Colts on his okay. own podcast in his head Spotlight. right now. <laughs> no. oh, yeah, I'd watch that again. Birdman. Yeah, I'll give Birdman. Michael Keane. Twelve Years Slave. No, no. Argo. Can't stand him, but that was a great pitcher. I'll give Argo. He's handsome as hell, but that's, you think yeah. so? Well, oh come on, no. dude. If you, if, dude, he is a six at best. Have you seen the Louis C.K. bit where he's talking about how irritating Goodwill Hunting is? 
No. <laughs> he's on there. I've he's, never watched it. Dude, Tried to watch it uh, last no. Saturday. Couldn't. He's on there. He's like, he's like, the reason I hate that movie is because uh, Matt Damon also wrote the movie. Yeah. He's like, so Matt Damon's sitting there and he's like, number one, I'm awesome. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a construction worker and I fight a lot. Like, I fight a lot. And my friends are like, oh my God, you're out of control. You fight so much. And I'm like, I don't care because it's just the way I am. But I'm also. Smart. A genius. Yeah. <laughs> like, I try I don't to even, watch. I don't it. even have to study. I just know these things. And the people that are real geniuses, other geniuses have to study. They're like so just like, oh, you're so smart. I don't know. What He's like, it just what happened? It doesn't happen. I would say it's from 2010 Anyone? on. Cool. I, I haven't. The King Speech. That. Slumdog Millionaire. Ah, that's a great movie. Great movie. That's a we're great getting in some decent ones. You've no country for old man. Mm, no country yeah. for old man's good. Great movie, but see, what, what year was that? We're past the fifteen. Yeah, yeah, that now. was uh, oh eight, oh nine, yeah. oh eight thing. The party. There will be blood. See, oh eight. Like, look at. Let's go from ninety five. No, you're not going to find Die Hard in. There. Welcome back to the. Let's power go from ninety one on. Dances with Wolves. Good. Great. Silence of the Lamb. Unforgiving. Schindler's List. Perfect. Force Gump. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Braveheart. The Brave English Heart. Patient. Titanic. Shakespeare's Good. in Love. Yeah, American okay. Beauty. Okay. Gladiator. Yeah. I've Beautiful seen all of these again. Chicago. Again. Lord of the Rings. Yep. Lord of the Rings. Million Dollar Baby. Crash. The part Worst movie ever made. What? What Million Dollar Baby? Million Dollar Baby. Didn't like it. Oh, Didn't like but it. Jay Z's got a great. That was a great, pile of shit. But Jay Z has one of the best lines in rap history using uh, Million Dollar. Another baby. Billion Dollar Baby. Million Dollar Bank. All right. Sorry, is. but that's it. As we go through, <laughs> that was like, these people suck at making film. movies. I think we could make a movie and get Best Picture awarded in I, 24 months. Oh, I think we could. And we'll do it on did the Samsung. Did did, oh, yeah, this is the movie where you were going to hunt people. That, no, was that, that was, was a get me on a seven episode <laughs> of Netflix. Survivor, yeah. That's right. I know we could easily write a Netflix. There is so much shit on Netflix no, that I is got, shit. I got to tell you, I, I had my eyes opened up. Huge this weekend. I had a meeting this. I had a meeting this weekend. I won't go too far into it because it still hasn't produced anything great yet. But I had a good meeting this weekend, and some people flew into town to meet with me, and we were talking about the state of television with um, non-scripted television is what we we're talking about. And apparently, I didn't know this, but Warner Brothers has has purchased Discovery, and like every channel that's out there, there's really only two players in the non-scripted television genre there's viacom which owns mtv and real world and all that stuff and then there's discovery which owns tlc hgtv i mean all of those channels and um apparently warner brothers had bought um discovery and essentially just started just consolidating and hacking everything out of there so it used to be like if you had a development project you would take it to like one of the networks and talk to them but now apparently you walk into a room and they're all sitting there yeah. and they're all like double chops and then they're like oh that would work for me wouldn't work for you and it's just it's a very strange thing so yeah it just it, it's it's amazing how quickly things are evolving in the entertainment world. Cause I got to believe they're losing eye, they're losing eyeballs to, to the web. I mean, you know, how much it's longer much content? Yeah. But how yeah, exactly, how much longer can these, you know, TV can TV channels even exist anymore? If you think about like when friends went off the air, like how many millions of people watch that? When's the last time that many millions of people watched anything? Like, um, only fans. Uh, what's, <laughs> only what's fan? the, okay. There what's you go. The, uh, what's the, uh, 
Tiger King. The ti- Tiger, Tiger King. King. Yeah, okay. They Probably. have contents, but they've just put have them out. Have you watched Gunther's yeah. Millions? Not yet. That's uh-huh. a pretty good one. You guys should watch that. It's a little no. messed up in the head. <laughs> what you, just before we get to, we're, Tommy, I promise we're going to get to you. But <laughs> what, like, one, one more thing. No, one more thing, because I have these things I want to talk about, and I think I find them interesting, but they just launched the first humanless McDonald's in Denver, Colorado this good, week. Good. There's not one human that works in the building. Good. Everything it's like a giant vending machine in McDonald's. <laughs> so I there's people that are outraged at this that somehow they've re, they're replacing humans and killing jobs and this and that. Don't go there. Well, here's my thing. So this is this is I want this is the discussion I want to have about McDonald's. And it's not really what you think. So obviously I, I am I I am of the I am of the camp that that job was never designed to be a job where you can earn a living wage. It's not what it's designed for. It's designed for 16-year-old kids to go after school and, and make some money. It's their first job. Your first sure. job. I'll That's push what back it's on that. I don't think it was designed to be anything. I think its inputs just don't require a high level of training. Got it. Okay, fair enough. But the question is, if you think about it, I, I've thought about this a lot. Like, when did when did it become a job that you could not hire 16 year old kids and it's when mcdonald's started serving breakfast when it started having to open at six o'clock in the morning five o'clock in the morning you had to get there and then they went to 24 hours now you can't have kids working there so whose fault is this connell what say you is it the greedy corporations that don't want to acquiesce to the living wage of their employees is it the store for being open 24 hours, is it just, we, so, is, is it is it the unions or whatever else that push so much for these increases in minimum wage that this is the result of that? What says you? Well, so that's a very complicated economic question. Answer the question, Connell. So, 20 20 seconds. <laughs> so I worked at Burger King at lunchtime. They paid for my hour of work, plus I got a free lunch and I could go do it, whatever. So I, I did that at lunchtime. I spent my lunch working at Burger King, flipping burgers, literally. Yeah. Um, I worked very menial jobs when I was 15, 16, happy to have them. And a lot of people didn't. Uh, I worked graveyards when I was 16 on weekends. I worked the, the midnight Wait, shift in or, the graveyards or, or no, 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 okay, no, no sorry. Just, just for fun. I'm like, damn, Kyle, that's hard. <laughs> My life would have probably been threatened less frequently <laughs> <laughs> working in the graveyard. If I'd be attacked by knives and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Colts like is Colts like is so, a graveyard hiring. No, like, but, that, no, that's that's I I there. Bill, Bill Gates <laughs> talked about that a long time ago about the unintended consequences of pushing a minimum wage because in economics, in mm-hmm. pure economics, I don't know any good economist who is a neutral who sits there and says that yes, minimum wages or economic floors are good. Mm-hmm. They're bad because there's what's called, you know, dead weight loss. If I don't want to break up the chart, but there's a supply curve and a demand curve and where they intersect is it's natural balance point, right? Mm-hmm. Now there's people that will be willing to work for less and there's people that want to work for more yeah. and there's and then it'll decrease demand and supply this whole thing. So when you increase the cost, right, of a unit of labor to a certain point, there will be less demand and there's more people that would do it for that price and there's fewer people that will pay you to do it. So it creates this triangle of dead weight loss. So what that does is it's actually a net detriment to your economy. Okay, Colt. Right, I would Rebut- have said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Colt, rebuttal. But I, you you know, I, I think that it's, <laughs> those are good jobs, right? For uh, a lot of immigrants, right? Stuff that oh. come into. No, no it, it is if, a if lot of language, dude, right? Like language, while you're trying to learn language. Language. language, while you're trying He's to learn language. Called Amadon, do not reflect. The no, it, 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 there's a, if you go, especially around my neighborhood or into LA, there are people that are learning the language, and it is a good job for them to be able to have. Can they read the word Sonola? 
Yeah, Sina, Sinaloa. Sinaloa. Okay, says it's so white. Huh? Right. No, but I, you Shocking. Know, I, I think that there is always going to be replacements for stuff that can be odd. You know, just bam, here it is. Flipping burgers, yeah. cooking stuff that can be done. Uh, but those jobs, there's going to be other jobs created, right? That people can go make money. But yeah, I mean. Or there won't be. Well, or there just, won't, and then you better be educated and you be. better figure stuff out. But I don't think, at least in our lifetime, that we're going to see a lot of people, you know, if you look back in the 30s and 40s, they had this big fear too, right? And there was probably just as much, you know, going on during those times as there is now with robots, with the assembly lines, with stuff like that. So I think that a lot of people... <laughs> John is just chomping at the bit. Go we ahead. have we have literally you just AI bring right up now. 1950s robots, <laughs> but characters that one from Lost in Space is spinning around. If you were Will Robinson, there Will Robinson, in 1920, <laughs> and you hear all these new things coming to, yeah, they thought, thought the exact same thing. So yeah, is it more? Is AI crazy? Yeah, I think AI. You're. Not, it, I told my son, you want to be a computer designer and stuff. Yeah. I'd probably re look at yeah, that. Yeah, If I want to be a lender. I would probably rethink that because yeah. all this stuff's going to be auto. Right. 1920s, right? though, they were worried about the Irish and Italians taking no, but their jobs. I'm <laughs> saying, <laughs> it, if you go back. Storm the docks. They were, there was a big change and a lot of stuff that was, right. they took our jobs type well, of that deal. That was Henry right? Ford. Henry Ford and the automation of the, the but car the, plants. There was so much at that point. Right. It wasn't just that, right? There, There is thousands of inventions in but, that but 20 years with true ai though and true automation that was andrew yang um yeah. his whole premise of the universal basic income you're going to get to a point where people actually there are no jobs for you it's not just a, it's, no, there, there are these shifts right and john remember we were talking about we didn't get through the whole thing but you talked about the um exponential shifts in societal pressures and mm -hmm. exponential shifts in a technology that it, it, it's not just slightly different it's a paradigm yeah, way sure so this type of thing with true AI and automation, right, with almost sentient things can, that can start building themselves, mm -hmm. that's going to cause a massive decrease in employment for a ton of jobs. Well, like, like today, before you guys got here, what was I doing? I unemployed a graphic artist. Mm -hmm. I unemployed a web designer. <laughs> and employed all of those people using AI today. Mm -hmm. And just, and it was, it's easy and simple to do. But you're an early adopter. It's, it'll take time. You're an early adopter of technology. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But this, so, so was my dad, but now my dad's on the internet has Facebook. He, he is truly a Luddite. We, he was on a typewriter in the 2000s. Yeah. So, but even he has adopted, right? It takes time for a lot of people, but the next generation that is raised with it, it won't take that much time. Can to, you imagine trying to explain AI to Nana? I mean, we've got the blinking 12 on the VCR. Nana, try to explain it to freaking 30, 40 year olds that don't like it's not old, just but, like those old people, like, oh, they can't work a fact. They're, they're trying fax machines. <laughs> These people still, like, you, you know how many people have asked me, do you use AI? What's this chat GPT like? How does this work? And you try to explain them. They're like, I don't it's, understand. It's really strange. I mean, honestly, like, like we it, just it's, had the conversation. It's, it's really strange to me when people are like, what, what is this? Like, I mean, I had somebody this week, this week hit me up and be like, Hey, what was that site that you exactly the process I outlined for you earlier? And they said, what was that site that would do that? And I'm like, I was like 
two months ago. Like really, like Google. Yeah. It's so far in the rear view of what I've you know figured out how to do with this thing. Now I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this. And they were like, Oh my God, this is amazing. It, yeah. When I'm I came like, in yeah. today, I was like, Oh, who did this website? Who would, <laughs> what is this design? He's like, uh, just AI did it. It's just a lot of <laughs> like bloody, nothing. bloody graphic designers. Yeah. And gutters. I was I like, know, this is right? amazing. This but is only somebody who went to school great. for 20 years for this. Yeah, That's yeah. why I told my kid, like, look how this is already changing it. And this is three or four years into it, mm. right? Imagine this is when it's 10 years into it, yeah. 15 years into it. I mean, I remember being on Google's first little Gmail beta. Like, it was cool, not that cool. Now, you know, everybody's got Gmail. Like, it's moved so quick, and stuff will move that quickly. But oh. I was only ever alpha. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Well, well, like like I've said. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Like, Such an alpha move right there. I'm Such hey, an alpha hey. move. We are 23 minutes in. Yeah, 23 minutes in. It's just you're, you're, said his I, name. I wouldn't it. talk to El Scorcho like that. I know. It's going to be serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like the new nickname. I like it too. Got a joke. Spell it for me I so like I can it. write it. Great down. Weezer song, by the way. And it, well, that's why I heard it. And I was like, oh, El Scorcho. Oh, my God. That should be called. I think Weezer's coming in concert soon. I think they are. Anyway, back to this. So. I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, look, if you want a if you want a job that's gonna that's gonna be around for a while, you have one skill set I think I would develop, and that is the ability to sit in front of somebody else and connect with them on a deep and personal level. Thousand percent and move them over. Because all your friends who have their faces in their phones are not gonna have that skill. That's yeah. it. And Couldn't speaking Speaking, see that that's a segue right there. Speaking of the ability to sit with someone and Grant needs and, and, and get them what they need. No, I, I want to talk to Tommy. We forgot. I almost forgot you were here. How you doing? I'm here. I almost forgot you were here. You know, I can't forget it to you, though, because your name is tattooed on your leg. That's right. And the question becomes, is that so if we find you, we know who you are. If you're terribly burned, is it like a dog tag? No. Nah, uh, my mom told me when I was 22 years old, she's like, never get a tattoo. Disown you from the family. Yeah. So when I moved to Vegas, the first thing I did was got tattoos. That's and not, not a lot of them. Just, you know, things that were important to me. My last name. The name of my company, Gaetano. Got it. My wife's name. Well, Gaetano. Ooh, your wife. That's, oh, that's, yeah. That's, I might have gone that I'm branded. One. It's in Korean, so, you know. Uh, that's smart. If that, smart doesn't, if that doesn't work out, then, you, you know. Just no, it just means, means it just means soup. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it means dragon. Yeah. <laughs> I had this random Korean guy come yeah. up to me in the gym, and he would tap me on the back, and he's like, oh, what's that? And Start I was like, my wife's name. He goes, oh, man, she's a lucky lady. And I was like, how do you know that about her by... <laughs> Coming up to me I in the gym. Yeah. Like, this is weird. Because it actually says her name and then the word bitch. Uh, no, it says, no, says no. that you are her bitch is what it says. That's what I meant to say. It does not. Yeah. Yeah. He might have, How would just, you know? I think How you just you thought know? you were cute, Tommy. Yeah, that's, it. that's it. She's a lucky lady right. to have a guy like you. Keep that's up exactly the good words. <laughs> little smack on the ass as you head over the squat rack. Let me turn around first. Anything to talk to this guy. He was thinking about it for weeks. I need an in. I got my opportunity. You wore a tank top. <laughs> yeah. You might want to go a different bastard. gym after this. Sick like bastard. every time I go shower, he's there. <laughs> oh, God. Well, tell us about Gaetano, man. Tell us about what the business does. Uh, so Gaetano is a custom handmade suit company. Uh, we take about 22 different points of measurements. Uh, we design for a lot of athletes, a bunch of the Golden Knights and Raiders, Steve Aoki in town. Chris Connolly right next to me. And, Connell and, uh, Law, yeah, Connell Law, yeah. 702 Connell. Absolutely. And then uh, Mr. Gafford as yeah. well. So, yeah, we... We do a great job. It's uh, you're about. It's all about you being your own designer. So you get to pick the fabric. You get to pick the inside lining, the buttons, 
it's amazing. You know, people that are, were off the rack sh shoppers now come and they get custom suits and they feel honestly way better about themselves. Like yeah. a really great fitted suit is what everybody, every guy needs. So that's what you do. And that's what he did. But let's go back before that and yeah. get to how we got there. Because part of, you know, the podcast here and part of what we try to do is help people escape what I like to call the drift. There's a lot of people out there that are maybe just moving through life aimlessly and they're not attacking in a way that makes sense. Yep. And, uh, and you're a guy that's obviously done that. So this is a company that you built from the ground up. This was an idea yep. you had and you just, you just went and got it done. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, so what were you doing before this? <clears throat> so I was working at, in the nightclubs for Vegas Chateau open Hakkasan nightclub. And slowly I decided that, yes, you're making $120,000 a year being, you know, just pouring drinks, whatever you're doing, going through the motions, working four days a week. It's, it's super easy, but you went to college, you're not doing or amounting anything of yourself, right? Like back home, I'm from Long Island, New York, and back home, my parents would go out to dinner with their friends and Jimmy, Joey, and Tony, they're all lawyers, doctors, whatever, right? Yeah. What's Tommy do? He's a busser in Vegas. Great for me making, <laughs> making the money I am, money yeah. but <laughs> it's not like a respectable thing, right? And I'm all Italian from New York, all about Sh family. the family. Yeah, you know, it's terrible. The I'm the only child. I want to make a name, yeah. you know, for myself, you know, and make yeah. my parents proud. So, I told you this. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Bobby, Tony, and, and Johnny are sitting there going, God, I wish I lived Tommy's life. Yeah, <laughs> right. wasn't exactly. Yeah. Wasn't right. this 4,000 in rent in the <laughs> island. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, yep, I I decided that I needed to do something else while I was working there. Mm -hmm. So uh, I met this guy and he was from Thailand and he had um, a multi-generation family business, right? Four or five years generation and uh, they did it all. And he was like, I want to expand my business to America. And I was like, I have a little loose change. Let's start a business together. And we opened up a brick and mortar store here in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And that went on for a really oh, wait, long okay, so, time. But there's, you're missing a lot of steps there. So you open a brick and mortar shop selling yeah. suits. Mm -hmm. Like off the rack suits or custom suits? Custom handmade okay. suits. The same thing I'm doing now. Right. But here's the thing, though. You didn't just say we're going to open up a, oh, here we are. We're open. Right. Like there's a process that goes into uh, of that. Of course, yeah. So did you... Did you have to raise capital? Did you have to like what was that process? Did you you, you bootstrap this yourself? Yeah, it would. It was going to be the financials were coming from, you know, the Hakkasan money, maybe a couple little investors here and there, mm -hmm. and then the guy Bob, he was going to teach everything, right? You know, how to measure, uh, bring the sample because he'd done this. This is what he does. Oh yeah, and okay. he was going to have uh, us use his production company over in Thailand. Okay, cool. Yep. So that so you got your. Your, your your seamstress folks from him my tailoring my measuring skills i would no say. no no but i meant the people that actually manufacture the suits oh yes absolutely so you didn't so you didn't have to go wander the streets of no. thailand no, no, no like no, no. i just picture it like raining and you're on like a tuk-tuk <laughs> and you're like i need a seamstress <laughs> where should i go yeah no, and then like no, you, you know yeah. someone else. took pity on you <laughs> yeah, and come terrible. in come in child yes come in let, <laughs> let guide me in so it's not so not okay. take this lost american boy and show him the yeah. way yeah no, that was yeah. it didn't it, happen it was already set up already they had the production and everything and it was all right so the let the the let Lesson there then is if you want to get into a business, it's better to find somebody that already knows what the hell they're doing and partner with them. Exactly. So what did you bring to that partnership? How did the, how did you land this guy to get him to agree to do this with you? What, what were you bringing to the table, my friend? He always wanted to create an American business, but he did not have an Where American did you meet this guy? Part at the nightclub. 
Okay. Like at the table, I was serving his table. He bought bottles and stuff and I was pouring him drinks and we were shooting the shit and I found out what he was doing. And, mm -hmm. and then I was like, okay, well, if you want an American person to help you out, do this, I'm kind of the guy. You could just say I'm oh, a shit, silver tongue huh? devil and he just yeah. went, that guy. <laughs> well, you know, That's a, they, was that, how much of that conversation happened that night at the club? You know, very loose conversation. Obviously, he was in town for about a week and a half, so we had several meetings after that. How are we going to execute what he was going to bring to the table, mm -hmm. what I was bringing to the table, how we were going to find the brick-and-mortar spot, did we really need that, et cetera. All those things. Awesome. Yeah. So, he, so he went back to Thailand, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. He yep. was there, and, you're, and you're, you're here. Yeah, what he did before was he had clients, and then he would go to San Francisco, L.A., meet those people, sell them suits out of <clears throat> his suitcase, basically, right. and do what we were going to be doing just in a centralized location in Las Vegas. In one place. Yep. So the lesson there, kids, is the more hands you shake, as Brad Lee yep. would say, the more money you make. Just from being out, being around, and, and sparking up a conversation, networking. you never know. But I would think also <clears throat> you had to have been pretty confident in your sales your sales skills at exactly. that point, which is what you were bringing to the table. Yep, 1,000%. So, you know, the people that I knew from Hakazan, I knew, well, boom, I was going to start there, and then it was going to branch off from there. And did you, did you try to, because Hakkasan's buy, they buy all their suits for their guys, right? Mm, no, not in the beginning. They were buying them on their own. Okay. So they were buying them on their own and I, and I was giving them the greatest deal. So it wasn't about um, making a lot of money in the beginning. It was about more suits on people's bodies. It was like free advertising, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. So yeah, hook them up with a suit. They're wearing it. They love it. They tell somebody complete word of mouth business for like the first five years. Wow. You know what? I just had a genius idea. Check this out, Colt. Here's what it needs to do. Every suit you make, right? Mm -hmm. You just write suits by Gaetano on the back of it with a highlighter. And then when they go to the nightclub, you just walk around with a black light. You just hit them and they'll have no idea. Genius. They'll be right there. They'll have no clue. Genius. You know, yeah, uh, this is why I make the stitching. big bucks. You know, Alexander McQueen was a very famous designer. He he got his, his start on High Street making suits, but he was making suits for like princes and all that stuff on High Street. Mm -hmm. And he would graffiti and spray paint on the inside of the suit. Talking shit. See, like, this is, yeah, this is eat, not a bad eat, idea. Eat the rich, all that stuff inside the suit. So cool. nobody would ever know. Right. Yeah. And you get it. It would be Prince Charles wearing this suit. And meanwhile, it's like eat the rich, like fuck the monarchy. That's oh, awesome. so inside, inside the that nobody saw. So it was yeah. like a silent protest. No shit. That's yeah. awesome. Well, good for him. So you get the business going with this guy. Mm -hmm. So of the, of the capitalization of the business, how much did you bring to the table? What did he bring to the table <laughs> initially? Uh, he brought a zero physical dollars okay because he was going to produce the suit he was the connection that was exactly, it exactly yeah without him the business does not exist right okay um and then the raised capital to open the brick and mortar was about thirty five thousand dollars okay so the there beginning. you go yeah, 35k so not not too bad didn't break the bank what did you set up yeah it was uh we started llc uh and then it was on jones and bedora it was um 600 square foot place just walk in no real yeah. foot traffic or anything. And that was that. And that was that. And then I'll tell you what happened moving forward. Yeah, let's down so, the line. yeah. So you get open, you have the yep. you have the brick and mortar. It's going great. Now are you so if you guys agreed everything you generate, you're splitting the profits fifty fifty. It was one other partner, it was three thirty three and a half percent each. To each. Yep. Mm -hmm. What did the other partner bring to the table? Uh a little bit more a capital okay. later on down the line and then uh sales ability. Okay. So you you would so you and your other partner were working in the store. Our other partner is off in Thailand. 
coming back and forth from time to time, like helped us get the shop set up, brought all the suit samples over there. Like, so current jackets, like he brought all the inventory okay. of like, you know, the show pieces because it was all custom handmade. We didn't have like 42 regular off the rack sizes. Mm -hmm. So we didn't need any physical inventory. We needed uh lookability. Right. Inventory. Yeah. And then what went, what went wrong? Um, so we are in business for about, um, about eight months, about eight months. And uh, we find out because somebody went to Thailand mm -hmm. that it did not cost what he was saying it cost to make the suit. Yeah. That's what I was worried about. Yep. And so he was triple Xing, whatever it was to make the suit. So he was making double money on top mm -hmm. of the 33 and a half percent sales. So he was double dipping and none of the sales were brought by this man, like it was by everybody else. Yeah, you could backdoor that on a white yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here's the lesson on that, kids. Mm -hmm. He who controls the inventory controls the business. <laughs> That's how it works. Know your shop. And if yeah, you shoot it. exactly. And if you can create your own factory or do everything in house, then that yeah. is the absolute way to right. go because you control everything. But you don't know from the start. Yeah, yeah. you don't know. You, you don't you know. You no don't idea. know. You don't know what you don't know. Yep. So, so figure this out. And then I'm like, so what happens? You figure this out. Yeah, are you fucking, are you kidding me? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, Can you do it more in New York for me? Are you fucking kidding me, bro? Yeah, like, right. honestly, like, get <laughs> out of here, dude. You're double dipping. Like, yeah. dude, this isn't going to fly. Like, go back to Thailand. We'll see you later. Yeah. And then we basically X'd him out of the company, uh, figured out what we needed to figure out from did you, that Did point. you fold the company and no, start no, a new one? Mm -mm. We did not. Uh, it didn't get this brash. We were a little calmer in the beginning because we knew that if we ended this right now, we have nothing to back us up. So we needed to play it off. So the other partner went to Thailand and as I'm playing it off cool that we really don't know anything mm -hmm. and he finds the current company that we use for production okay yep and so once that was established and good and I'm, I'm saying he did the research of hundreds and hundreds of companies that are over there it's pretty overwhelming mm -hmm. and found these amazing was he in the tuk tuk was it raining oh, that thing? on the okay, back perfect. of a scooter See, now I get now on, yes oh, on the, yeah, now yeah, I get there <laughs> food poisoning <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're all in. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yep. So find that company. He comes back. Once we're established and, you know, we start having a good relationship with this new company, then we hit Bob with, what the fuck are you doing? And that's it. He he left. Basically, literally, we took, he had a working visa. He had a working green card. Yeah. So he could only be here if the business was open. So he had a- So you, so you folded the business at that point? Exactly. Closed. Yes. So you shut down the store, but you, you, you're still trading on the same name, yes? Opened a new LLC with me and the other 33.5% partner. Okay. And he never came back and legaled up over that? No, he couldn't. He, oh, his he name wasn't, wasn't really on anything. Okay. So there's a business lesson. Do business with immigrants because... No, I'm kidding. It's <laughs> a terrible <laughs> thing Screw to say. Don't, no, good don't Lord. not do business right, with yeah. immigrants. Oh, I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna, you're it's getting a great opportunity. John's getting us canceled. Yeah, we're getting canceled. No, no. The point... Again, we love the point. The point, be, the, the point being is... Consult the, an attorney before yes. you make any dissolvable... Yes. I have a case yeah, right yeah. now that's going through the same thing. These people are going over it. There was an agreement that one would sell to the other, but he needed to pay this person. Yeah, okay. He didn't pay this person, yet he's taking off the bank account, start taking money out of the table, uh, all this other mm -hmm. stuff. I'm like, you're both still partners. Yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no transference of assets. There's yeah. no transference. There's no purchase agreements that have been executed and performed. Yeah. There's no uh, membership share agreement yeah. transfers. You need to take ownership of shares. 
yeah of membership I, I, interest i would say i would say very lucky you pulled that off if you're dealing with a lot of people that are all based in this country do not fold your country your your llc and, and then try to the open another name, one to yeah. try to trade them the same name i knew that is what i knew yeah. who my partner was and what i was doing you know what got i mean it, yeah, yeah. i'm sure if it was i just didn't want anybody yeah. to hear this and think well yeah i got this dead no, i'll you, just fold it and move on but, yeah. but you have but again to, to tommy's point yeah you would have a breach of fiduciary duty they could sue him too yeah so in that thing when you're trading against your own company you're breaching the fiduciary duties of good faith and fair dealing mm -hmm. tommy would actually have a cause of action against him yeah right. so this empty llc that doesn't have any money isn't worth anything for this guy to come yeah. in combat when they could sue him for unjust enrichment for sure. prior income made and have abs it laid abs out in the yeah, partnership agreements yeah, too listen, right absolutely there's a lot of different angles to this i got your back I just, it sounded really Thanks, no no <laughs> i wasn't trying to make him sound terrible it just it was a little clean like he I'm left a we brash folded new the yorker company, moved i don't know how to sugarcoat it, it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was that that was it hey, so, beat, beat it pal no no, no. so <laughs> the bricks so moving so moving on now you guys are open just yourself you, you folded the store yep you obviously see that that being one-on-one -on -one, giving being mobile is is the better way to do this business One not time. having to be anchored to a store yep <clears throat> too much overhead six thousand dollars in overhead at that store got zero walk-in clients because the business is um personal uh, yeah it's a personal relationship and it all it's also on an appointment only relationship yeah you know unless you're in the mall or in um one of the casinos you don't have foot traffic really there, there's not a lot of foot traffic out here in vegas yeah so you guys have built a pretty built pretty large clientele here in town yes. now i know here in vegas you mm -hmm. do over 100 suits a month i think you said yeah about 100 a month mm -hmm. 100 suits a month and how do you leverage your existing business to create new relationships uh, the the athletes, the celebrities, the people are people like yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Hey, I do suits for John Gadford and, and Chris, right? Like those are all reputable names and people two. are like, you know. I got two and one I got a Con Law logo yeah, inside, inside my suit. Yeah. It's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen in a suit. Yeah. In a suit. So it's my know, logo for my business. Yeah. Guys guys like you, you know, it's people look up to you in the city, right? So well, it's just because I'm tall. Chris looks down on me. But he, he looks down on me all the time. Yeah, but from Because your seats are way up there. Oh, wow. Yeah, there it is. Wow. You get oh, one with God. Woody in your. Hey, Colt. 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 <laughs> you know, we're 40 minutes in and we haven't talked about jujitsu yet. Did you notice that? I don't want to say anything, but. I already got a You know what I started on my class this morning at 8. I had class this morning at jujitsu at 8. There it is. So I, just, I started playing I started tennis. Yeah. You did nice. start playing tennis. I did. You Tommy, know what's I'm going to hijack this for a minute because it's something we didn't talk about that was very important already over the weekend, which is basically as I sit here and give Chris shit for being a Canadian in this podcast every week and he acts like none of my stereotypes are true, he takes me out with six Canadians, six <laughs> Canadian construction workers on St. Patrick's Day night and every single one of my stereotypes is dead on. Yes or no, Kelsey? Hard to defend. Hard <laughs> <Yes or no? laughs> to defend. Yeah, what are you looking at? Oh, hey there, Tudor. <laughs> <laughs> Which was one of the guys' names. There you go. All right, I digress. Back, back to you. Sorry. So, you built this business. Where do you see this business going, man? Where do you see? It? How are you going to scale it up? Where, are you happy where it's at? Are you trying to scale it bigger? What, what do you? What, what do you? What is the plan? Yeah. So right now, um, I do it all by myself. My wife runs the social, but other than that, it is uh, a very logistical company. Planning the fittings. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, where it goes next is get an assistant to help do all those things and make 
the suit sales go easier from go from 100 to 200 it, it can be 500 suits a month the production company can handle that that's not a big deal um franchising that, that's, well, that's where what I was I'm going say. is franchising the business. So I got a guy in LA, I got a guy in New York now, and basically I teach you the business. So that's, I teach you how to measure. I teach you, you know, I give get you the sample. What, what does that non-compete look like? What does the non-compete look like? For those guys you're training. Non-circumvent. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> non-compete, non-circumvent in yeah, place? Exactly. Yes, and then location, also yes. it, uh, per location, like you can't be in a certain amount of radius. So like if two guys are in Long Island and they're in like five towns over from each other, they cannot have this. They can't open the franchise there. It's not. It wouldn't work because two guys would be selling the same, if not sure. similar suits. Uh, right. Right? Cannibalizing so, like, the try, geographic area. Yeah, it would, exactly. You put it great. Yeah. So that is the next and the steps that we're taking now um, for the franchising. Got it. What's yeah. your, well, are you, so, okay, sells. well, hang on real quick. When you say I'm selling franchises, mm -hmm. wouldn't it make more sense just to have employees in these markets? No, because the employees don't have the passion as the owner does. The employee needs to have some sort of skin in the game to be doing. This is a very personable thing, right? Measuring people, you have personal clients. It's really the franchisee making this his dream or his passion. Fair what enough. about commission? Fair what about commission based? Yes, commission based, one hundred percent works depending on what the. Well, that's what I. That's is. what I. When I say employees, I mean commission based. Commission based employees. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, no, not an hourly employee. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it's eat what you kill. That's what I mean. Yeah, but also that person has to have connections. Really, yeah, passion, connections, you know, and really you know, eat, breathe, and sleep the business. Bro, I'll throw it out to you. If it was me, I would be getting on a plane. I'd be going to Dallas. I'd say, what's the best nightclub in Dallas? I would go to the door guy at that club, and I'd say, bro, I can make you twice as much money as you're making here. Because that's a guy that knows everybody already anyway. And I would just hit all the best door guys in every every big market. Every door big door guys, or like like Tommy was doing. Like if you're inside yeah. doing internal bottle sales, you weren't busting, right? I think you the were, guy you at the door knows. I think the, yeah, it was a. You would know this, Tommy, because you, you, who knows more? The guy, that, the guy that's really controlling the front door, or the people in the club. The Who's guy at the, the the front door. Yeah, yeah, for sure, because he knows everybody. Yeah, you, do you know the story uh, about Craig? Craig's in L.A. Mm -mm. He was um, he was the maitre d for a very famous restaurant, and he got so famous doing that. Like, hey, I'll get you a reservation. Celebrities, whatever, I'll right. get you a reservation. Did he just open his own spot? Opened, yeah, called Craig's, like one of the most famous I love restaurants. Craig's. I love Craig's. Yeah, yeah, that's the story. Craig started show. as a maitre d doorman, and that's where he is now. Joe Stone, well, dude, not the yeah, same thing. Well, dude. I'm so glad you came in, man. I, I'm proud of the business. I think it's great. I think it's going to keep going good. There's a lot of lessons in there um, for things to do and things not to do. Well, obviously, you know, anytime you have a partnership that falls apart, you want to learn from that as well and do that. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to start doing 45 minute podcasts instead of an hour. And here's why, because my good friend, Dan Fleischman, who just started his podcast, it's already up to number four on the, uh, the, uh, on the Apple deal money Mondays. So check that out for Dan. If he wasn't such a nice human, I would hate him that he's been doing this for like a minute and it's already up to number four. But Dan's a great human. So, but Dan says, he's like, no, I do my podcast for 40, 45 minutes because the average community in the United States is 40 to 45 minutes. The average workout's 40, 45 minutes. So I like it. If you've been no, working out of the, it. if you've been working out of the treadmill, listen to this and you're starting to sweat, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to let you get off because we're going to be done with this. So Tommy, how do they find you? Uh, go to at Gaetano fashion. It's uh G A E T A N O fashion one word. And, uh, that's the website. That's the Instagram. And that's how you find me. There you go. Connell, how do they find you? 702 Connell. 
For all your car accident Car accident needs. 702, 702 Connell. Connell. Connell.com. There it is. Colt. Amadingroup.com or 702roofing.com. 702 Roofy. <laughs> no, not Roofy. Is it Roofy or Roofing? Uh, that's my next business okay, venture. Yeah, 702 Roofy. <laughs> Got some guy in I'm the pretty, alley. I'm pretty sure that's, that's my next one. <laughs> that already had that kid. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. All right. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Hey, it's John Gafford. Yeah, if you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.